Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Kelly, I have a grandma story today. A grandma story. Love it. <laughs> Me too. So we're just going to call her grandma. We're going to leave it at that. Okay. I know I usually ask you for names. That's okay. I don't think I picked a, a name that is like a strong grandma name, so this is good. Like Gertrude? Oh, no. <laughs> is that what you mean? No, I'm, I'm picking from different nationalities now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm really trying. I'm loving it. <clears throat> okay, so... This is a session that is done over Zoom, and there are several people that show up for this session. It's a group. In one square, I have a couple. In another square, I have another couple. In another square, there's like one person, one person. Mm -hmm. So I want people to have that visual of, and I don't mean that it's complicated. I just mean that sometimes it's good for them to know what I'm looking at. And... Why would I be looking at a screen of all these different people? What do they want? Why did they book a session together? And so at the very beginning of the session, um, one person spoke up for the group and said that they were hoping for medium. And I heard, I'm grandma and they want me like this. But you and I don't do that to start the sessions we wait for the clients to say who they want specifically. So I said, who would you like? And she said, um, uh, she said to her, the grandma, 
So grandma comes through and she says, I'm going to speak to some of them, but not all of them today. They've only booked half an hour, so that's on them. <laughs> right off the bat. Um, I, I, liked- I will not be rushed. <laughs> yeah. And I liked her humor. Mm-hmm. But I also liked the fact that by saying I will not be rushed meant that she cared about all of them but that she knew that she had certain messages that really had to be delivered to certain people. And I'm not going to rush through the other ones just to make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. So she says, I want to talk to my granddaughter. So do you want a neighbor? CT. So I said, um, she wants to speak to a granddaughter first, and nobody spoke up. Nobody said anything to me. So I said, I'm just going to begin by saying that she's addressing her granddaughter and her message to her granddaughter right right away is simply that you are a massive people pleaser. Clean up your act. And this, But this is how she spoke as a human. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody might be listening and go, oh my God, Karen and Kelly have attitude. Or, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> yes, sometimes. Can't, can't take credit for a sassy grandma, though. <laughs> yes. So... She says, my granddaughter is buried in her people-pleasing, and in particular, with her partner. She can speak up to her siblings and her parents. She can speak up to other people. So it's going to come as somewhat of a surprise to certain people here that she's a people-pleaser. They're just going to say, no, that's not our grandma. No, you've got, you're not channeling her. And her parents are going to look and say, yeah, it's her. We see our daughter has changed. We Mm -hmm. see what she behaves like with a man that she's sexually interested in. It is not the same person we've raised. Mm -hmm. And it's mind-boggling to the parents and to the siblings, or pardon me, not to the parents, to the siblings to hear that. They think I'm totally incorrect. And it isn't till mom and dad speak up during the session to say, no, this is true. And they have to say it in front of the boyfriend because he's sitting beside her in the session. And she didn't own it? No. Mm. She started crying. Oh. And the boyfriend's got his arm on her shoulder, like like around her kind of thing. Anyway, it was awkward as all get out, but... Um, then her grandma says, she, I want my granddaughter to know the forms of verbal abuse because without realizing it, she's doing them to him. Mm-hmm. So she's withholding, she's avoiding, she's, um, well, I don't know, she's just doing manipulation in, in passive ways. And, and she goes into like a sweet girl, like, oh, whatever you want. What do you think, hon? What do you think, babe? And He's seeing this as feeding his ego. So he's coming out with now forms of verbal abuse himself. And I don't want to say just because she's feeding his ego, because that's not a good reason, but it's happening. And so he's now coming out with forms of verbal abuse by undermining her because she will then people please him. So... The forms of verbal abuse, if you know all 15, you could go down and put one on one side for the her column and one on the other side for the him column. Mm -hmm. 
And they're making an agreement in this relationship to create these patterns and cycles. So grandma is saying, that's enough. Because this is the beginning of the relationship. They're only about a year into it, which when you think about it is a horrible year. But they think, oh, when things are good, they're so good. But when they're not good, they're really not. Mm -hmm. And so her siblings, cousins, like there's a variety of people sitting in this session as time goes on, we find out, are hearing about their pattern from grandma. And she decides that she's going to present this to her granddaughter and her partner to say, I'm going to call it out in front of everybody. And everybody can now understand exactly what's going on here. You can't, not, no one's going to be able to hide it. So her boyfriend says to me, can you prove that it's her grandma? And doesn't that just... Say everything? (laughs) Doesn't it though, Kelly? Let me undermine you as the channeler and the deliverer of all this information. And what do you think I said? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Just kidding. Well? I I know that you can respond differently on different days, so I'm going to just hear the story. I said to him that that's undermining. And I said that he did that perfectly timed to prove that the grandma was correct, that what he was doing in the forms of verbal abuse was spot on, and that he really should take a page out of that book on undermining and read that, and that I would take a pass. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's exactly how I said it. I will take a pass. And he said to me, well, isn't that what you do? Aren't you a medium? Aren't you a psychic? Aren't you supposed to prove it? Like, I'm a skeptic. So, so three more pieces of undermining. And I I said that. I said, I'm going to say, stop it. And I'm going to move on and give a message to somebody else. I, I, this was so beautifully executed, Karen. And for anyone who's listening to Coffee with the Sarlos today, who is also a part of our book club on Patreon, they're going to be like, that's in the script. That's in the script. And they're going to know that you did it perfectly. And, And it's taken time to practice. It's taken time where I have said something like that, and then clients have said, I want my money back, and then I have said, no problem, or I have said, no, no, yeah, and I'm not giving, sorry, Kelly, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say, I think this is a really great illustration, especially for our patrons, because you're hearing her do it in a professional setting where you had to set your boundaries at work, in the middle of work, and that the person did not take kindly to it. They escalated. And that was no reflection of how well you executed response, healthy response to verbal abuse. They just took the opportunity to up it, which is what verbal abusers do. Yes. And so I just said, like, and I wanted to explain that in a process over years, I originally refunded the money. Mm-hmm. Then I got more educated and I do not refund the money to bullies mm-hmm. because that's just another form of my people pleasing issuing the refund and another form of them getting away with bullying by demanding the refund. Yeah. So all of that has come to an end and I stand my ground, which also now means that I know that there will be people listening to this that go, oh my God, don't call those two. Um, they're not going to let us get away with our bullying. Bingo. I don't want them to call me. Mm -hmm. 
And so this is now setting boundaries to say, I want healthy clients, or at the very least, clients that are willing to become healthy people. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. So, okay, so back to the story. Um, I passed on proving it to him. And I just, that's all I simply said. I'll take a pass on that and I'm going to move along and I'm going to continue to talk to her granddaughter because that's who she was talking to and made my point. Mm -hmm. And so he, he sat back, but I noticed as he's sitting back, his hands on her shoulder Mm -hmm. and he puts enough pressure that she sits back. And her grandma is like, I was on fire. (laughs) She's so mad, Kelly. Mm -hmm. And at this point, it's a little, not a little uncomfortable, but it's like, who's he going to see is reacting? Because grandma's mad and wants to say something to him. And it's going to look like I'm saying something to him. So I looked at grandma and I said, what do you want to do about this? Because I'm fine. If you want to say something about what he's done, then you go right ahead. And she said, yes, I do. Because this entire family doesn't know how to deal with this. Mm. So she says, look around, look at everybody watching, look at them all. They're all watching him do this and not one of them is speaking up. They don't know how. They don't know what to do. So she says, I would like to say something because nobody here knows how to approach this. Nobody will stand up and say anything. So then she says to me, "Um, I want to say to my granddaughter, sit up, sit back up in your chair. I'm speaking to you, honey. So I did. I said, your grandmother would like you to sit back up and sit up in the chair. She wants to speak to you. You sat back into the chair. And so she sits up and she goes, oh yeah. And she like flicks her hair. And then her grandmother instructs me, she flicked her hair out of nervousness, pointed out. So I said, oh, I said, you flicked your hair out of nervousness because your boyfriend put pressure on your, on your um, shoulder and right here to pull you back. And you went back because you didn't want to make it a fight in front of anybody. So you went back, but grandma's saying, sit up. And he's trying to make it known that he doesn't want you to set up. So you have to pick listening to grandma or you're going to pick listening to him. And I said, this is part of the physical abuse that is just beginning. It's just subtle. It's not a punch. It's not a kick. It's just subtle. It's just a little bit of pressure on your shoulder. That's all it is right now. It's minor, but it's there. And so grandma is saying, sit up. You be you, enough of this. And then she says to the rest of the family, I want all of you to see the fact that none of you are saying anything and that this is a pattern in this family. And I was called caustic. I was called a cranky grandma. I was called interfering when in fact what I was was healthy grandma. And you guys didn't like healthy grandma because it allowed you all to stay in all of this type of abuse. And yet, here you are asking for me to come through today because you all miss me. Hmm. Interesting, eh? Mm-hmm. So Grandma says to C.T., I know that you're writing historical fiction books. And she says, and I know that you're trying and want to be an author. 
And she says, um, I know that you're taking a leave of work right now and that you're writing these books at home full time. And it's not good for you to be home full time doing this because your partner thinks that that means he has power over you because you don't have your income. So you're going to need to go back to work and write your book in the evenings and weekends. But I do want you to know that when you're done writing, your your book will be successful. She says you are going to be able to write. She says you're just not going to be able to write full-time permanent on your own for a living for about another three years. Hmm. She says it's going to be approximately three years if you do it the way that I tell you to do it. But doing it that way is going to mean that you keep your income and that if you listen to everything that I had said earlier about you and what your partner is like, if you guys work on this and clean it up, that you'll have your job, you'll be able to do your work as a writer, eventually you'll be able to go full-time writing, but you've got to figure out the dynamics between the two of you. And they're directly related to what you're doing with your career. Well, and I think for anyone who's not reading between the lines or can't, when someone says you'll still have your income, they're saying you will have choices, you will have freedom. When you give that up and you don't have a savings to live off of, you are at the mercy of another person who's financially supporting you, which means their decisions are your decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So then she said to her, um, look, honey, she says, I know that you've had um, a miscarriage. And she um, started becoming like emotional when I said that. And I said, are you okay? And she goes, yes, yes. She goes, keep talking. This is good. And I said, oh, so you're emotional, but it's a good emotional. And she goes, yeah. She goes, I, 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 I want to know a couple of things. And I said, well, your grandma is trying to explain that she knows that you've had the miscarriage. You had a miscarriage before she died. And you've had a second miscarriage since she's crossed. And I said, so I don't know if there's more than two, but I get two miscarriages for sure. And she goes, no, there were three. She goes, two after my grandma. She says, it's it's right about one before and at least one after, but there's another one. She says, I've had another one. So her grandma came in and said, look, I know that, and I want you to know those souls are with me, honey. And she goes, oh, that makes me so happy. And I said, "Um, and she's not talking about fertility being a problem. You're okay to get pregnant. And you aren't having trouble hosting the pregnancy. And you want to know if you're going to be able to have another pregnancy, but have a full-term pregnancy. And she goes, maybe she goes, I don't, I don't know now if I ever, if I want to go through this again. And I said, well, then I won't, I won't say anything. I said, let's just leave it at that. And sometimes when we do that, they will come back and say, no, no, I do want to know. She didn't. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't. She wasn't ready. And I'm so glad that we don't rush. I'm so glad that we take our time and give everything a process because some people don't think that way. They they want us to go fast, hurry up, get out your messages quickly. And she's, 
Not everybody appreciates the speed. I think some people just don't know. I think in our day and age where information is just readily available to Mm. us, we think that we're just supposed to have information and we forget that it can be a choice to not have information and that can be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you're explaining that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then grandma says to me, I'm done. I'm done with her. I want to go to um, my daughter and her husband. And I want to talk about the fact that they had a nonverbal child and that the nonverbal child has since passed and passed after me. So she says, I want to affirm all of that. And I said, okay. So I did. And they said, yes. And I thought when that came through, Kelly, how difficult it would be to go ahead and to listen to your daughter who you still love and you want to have, get this, these messages and help but that you've lost your own child mm-hmm. and your mom slash mother-in-law is coming through. Does she have this child? Mm-hmm. And yet they're patiently sitting there waiting to see. They didn't ask. I think every person who's been to one of our events understands that. Yeah. Where you can sit so lovingly and think, I'm so happy for the person four rows over. Is my person going to come through? Yeah. And, and feel a 50-50 feeling. Yeah. So she said, I want them to know that I have my grandson. He's here with me and he's no longer nonverbal because he's in spirit. So I want you to say that. I want them to know they don't stay on the other side Mm nonverbal and that they struggle forever type of thing, that you have to stay true to who you were on earth. So I told them that, oh, Kelly, Mm -hmm. honest to God, the, the, um, Relief that you can give by giving a sentence, mm-hmm. by being able to connect and say all of that. Because, of course, everybody on all of these different squares and all these different, pardon me, all these different squares in this screen um, know that I don't know any of these things. So then this child, and it's a boy, so do you want to name him? I'll go with a day. So a day says to me, I was so loved. He says, I want to acknowledge from my mom and dad and my siblings how cared for I was, but I need to validate something from mom and dad. I want to tell them through grandma, go ahead. She's, she's going to keep talking, but I'm, I want to be here and part of this, that I was abused by my EA at school. Hmm. And I said, oh, he says, and my parents ended up taking me out of, and I think he said, an evangelical school. They took him out of the evangelical school where there was an EA abusing him, and they decided to put him into a public system. And he wanted to thank his mom and dad because they had to trust their gut. Hmm. They just knew something was wrong, and it was both parents that sensed it. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, and by the way, he shows me a wheelchair. He shows me a lack of mobility with his, like with his muscles. He shows me also nonverbal. Um, and also like where there's difficulty with processing, brain processing, mm-hmm. to be able not just to say things and to move the body, but also, and I don't know what the proper terms are. Um, I'll just say that he can't. Most co- comprehension? Express. Yes. Thank okay. you. Oh my God. That's funny. That word slipped my mind. <laughs> so 
He has problems with comprehension as well. And here he is chatting with his grandma and everything's good. He's not in his wheelchair. He's not incapacitated. He doesn't have comprehension challenges. He's just enjoying being in the spirit world with grandma. And the two of them are hanging out and they come through together to say, Thank you. Yes, thank you Mm -hmm. for trusting your gut. You didn't have to have science. You didn't have to have proof. You literally trusted your gut, and that's all you could do. Mm -hmm. Thank God you did it, or thank you for doing it. And then they thanked me. They they were very simple, very quiet, very, I want to call it humble, but they just sat there and said, thank you very much for telling us this. Mm-hmm. And I said, could you validate it? Is it accurate? Because all they said was thank you. Mm. And and I thought, thank you for which part? What do you thank mean? Thank you, stop talking. Yeah. I said, I don't really know where I'm going with this. And they went, oh, of course, of course, you don't understand what you're doing. No. And then they took a minute or two to say, yes, all of this is correct. Yes, it was an evangelical school. Yes, we did this. And validated those facts. And I hear the first young lady, I can't remember her name. City. City. Turn to her boyfriend and go, ha. Oh. (laughs) And so I look over at that screen and it's like they have forgotten they're still on camera. And not muted. And not muted. Because I've been engaging with mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Somehow these two totally forgot this. And you see the backside of her. And you see just the side angle of him because of the way that she's sitting. And he's dropped his hand and he doesn't look so happy and nice anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not the first person we saw. And so she turns and you can hear her saying, ha, there's your proof. (laughs) And she's not being... Like, people-pleasing? She's not people-pleasing, but she's not exactly being... Nice? Nice, but she's not exactly fully attacking him, but you hear his response back. We'll discuss this later. Oh. And it, you get to hear how both of them are demonstrating who they really are mm-hmm. when they're not in their other roles. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody is like... And then we hear another man say, City, camera's on. Microphones are on. And it's, a, it's an adult. And she whips her head around and flips her hair <laughs> mm-hmm. again. And the boyfriend just folds his arms like this and just looks at the camera and then makes the decision, I'm out of here. Stands up and leaves. Don't see him for the rest of the session. Yeah, I thought, you, I mean, no great loss for you, but. <laughs> it's interesting, eh? It, it's fantastic, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word interesting at all. I think this is, is a gift to the family because his overt defiance is actually going to affirm, hopefully in their, in their eyes, everything that they have been avoiding. Yes. City herself. Uh, but also the family as enablers of abuse. Yeah. And so the cousin, now I find out, uh, like through in the next little piece here, this is an adult cousin, says, City, I have been recording this. I'm going to send you the recording. 
So you can see what the behavior was of what's going on between you and your boyfriend. So you can see your own behavior. Beautiful. And she goes, oh, that's okay. And he goes, no, City, I'm sending it to you. Yeah, Grandma said it's not. (laughs) And like, he's totally like, no, no, you're going to be getting this. Mm -hmm. And then Grandma says to me, you see, you see the one there talking? Now, can you name him? Sure. I'll say Dawood. Sorry? Dawood. Dawood? Okay. So then she says, okay, um, I want to speak to, to Dawood now. She says, um, the one that, that's talking currently. And I said, oh, is he related? Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. She goes, yes, this is my grandson. And I'm like, oh, these are cousins. Okay. So the dead person is explaining the family dynamics to me. Thank you very much, Grandma. Yes. And she says, I want you to talk to Dawood. We are running out of time. I have five minutes. And Dawood is doing something phenomenal here because he's using his anger. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ooh. She goes, so congratulate him right now for using healthy anger. And I'm like, cool. And breaking the ice for the family. Yeah. So I said, Dawood, Grandma's really proud of you. She's really proud of how you're using your anger. And he looked at me, sat straight up and went, what? And I said, what? Sorry? I said, (laughs) what to what part? Yeah. I said, (laughs) what's happening? And then he just repeated it. What? What? Like this, but almost panicky. And I thought, what the hell have I done? So grandma goes, oh, Karen, we're having such a good day. (laughs) Like this. I said, grandma, what have you done? She goes, repeat it. I said, Dawood, grandma is so proud of you for using your anger in a healthy way. And Kelly, I have never seen a grown man cry like he did. Oh, wow. And then she goes, keep talking. We've only got four minutes. Let him cry. She goes, Dawood. And now my voice is changing. Mm-hmm. Dawood, she says, listen to me. Now I'm not talking like no more like Karen. I'm like speaking like she's talking through me. Mm-hmm. And I notice my whole body change. Oh, I get goosebumps. And she goes, Dawood, it's enough with the anger, eh? She says, you keep going to that class. She says, they're going to teach you how to use all your anger in a good way. And you go back to class and you tell them about what you just did today for your cousin. She says, he's in anger management, Karen. Oh, Karen up top. And grandma. Yeah. She goes, he's finally getting help. And she says, now, finally, because, you know, it got to the point where it got reported. Mm -hmm. She says, but he's in class. And she says, so I want to say, good work. This is what they're talking about when they say healthy anger, Dawood. So she says, you tell him because he loves me. And I know one of the reasons he's angry is because I died. And so he has to tell the therapist the reason that he's angry is because he lost me. And the reason he's angry is because I'm the only one in this damn family that ever says the truth. So he lost the only person that speaks the truth. And now he's in this little cesspool of people that don't speak truthfully. His anger kept increasing, and it finally blew at work instead of at home. Work said, get therapy or you're fired. He's in therapy. Great. Yes. So here she is 
saying that your anger is justified because you want the truth to be known. Today, you took different actions Mm -hmm. and you've made different decisions. You didn't yell and scream. You didn't threaten. You just simply said, I will send you the recording and you stood your ground. You're learning healthy anger and I'm so happy. And about that grief, I have one minute left, Karen, and I'm going to use it. About that grief, you have to ditch that shit show of religion that told you I'm not around. And let me be around so that you and I can still love each other. Mm -hmm. I'll come to anger management with you. (laughs) Dawood, I love you. And that was the end of the half hour. Well done. It it was a packed half hour, Kelly. Mm -hmm. And like, she just killed it. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Like, I I got to tell you, she's the kind of dead person I'll have lunch with. I was just going to say she's the kind of grandma I want. <laughs> <laughs> like, when that session is over and I get to have a lunch break, mm-hmm. she's the one I want standing in the kitchen. She's the one that, that I want to hang around with and listen to. Well, she's trustworthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You know, Kelly, just as a side conversation afterwards, I wanted to tell her parents to get to the anger class too. Mm. I yeah. wanted to tell all of them to go because they have a severe problem with anger management and need that class as badly as Deadwood does. He's acting out. They're acting out too, but nobody showed up and said to them, enough of that people-pleasing. You're in, I am the people-pleasing police. Mm-hmm. You're at a, at a 10 out of 10 level. Get your ass into an anger management class. Nobody says that to the people-pleasers. Mm-hmm. But we certainly do to the people who act out harmfully. And I'm not saying we shouldn't. We have to act out and, and help all of them. Yeah, because the people pleasers who refuse to identify as angry um, ruminate and self-abuse and are caustic to, the, to the, their own selves yeah. internally. And they often don't understand, as in these parents and cousins and aunts and uncles, that they're contributing to the anger mm-hmm. by all of the people pleasing when he's saying, I just want the truth. Now I'm, now I'm getting angry. I just want the truth. Mm-hmm. And they keep going, no, we won't do it. W- but, but we don't expect you to get angry. We don't want you to lose your cool. You're supposed to stay calm. And if you lose your cool, then we'll report you. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a mixed up, unhealthy, dysfunctional game mm-hmm. that they're all engaged in. And I wanted to bring that up because we didn't get to have that conversation in that half hour. I hope that he gets to learn that in his anchor class. Mm-hmm. I wonder too, like if I was a member of that family, I'd be pretty excited to rebook and hope that mine was coming next. But I suppose as well, if some of them are sitting there in their fear because of their people pleasing, they may be like, I can't afford for grandma to come at me. Exactly. And wait it out. But the, the thing is, is that it comes, it comes around eventually, right? We all come to, we all come to a place of wanting the truth at different times. 
Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? CT might not have wanted it that day. And she may not be willing to accept it. It doesn't sound like she wanted it when her cousin offered the tape. Um, so that may be decades before she's willing to actually sit down and go, fuck, grandma was right. Yeah, she should go to uh, Delwood's class mm-hmm. and say, hi, uh, my anger comes out in all of my people pleasing. I'm an addict too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Thank you for, for adding all of that. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm all done. Okay. Well, I um, thank you so much for prepping that today and offering people yet another great story on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.